So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to you for Formula One's sake. Where's Palmer? Um, uh, the back. <laughs> Probably. Welcome to you for Formula One's sake, the avant-garde national anthem of F1 podcast. Grid penalty for that woman. Welcome to you for Formula One's sake, the only F1 podcast that likes them vulnerable. <laughs> Welcome to you for Formula One's sake, the massively partisan, flare-waving crowd of F1 podcasts that everyone thinks is brilliant for some reason. Twats. You know, they've got passion, but it's misguided passion. It's also passion only for Ferrari. Fuck everyone else. I'm Chikarez, and today from the BFI Southbank in London, we're going to talk about the 2017 Italian Grand Prix, where Riccardo did better than we thought, Ferrari did worse, and where it wasn't even worth turning up to qualifying because it would have nothing to do with your grid position. But first, we are going to talk about Palmer, poetry, Lambo, and some more. That is all to come. Joining me is a man who has now watched the Williams film. It is Phil Troman. So, Phil, what do you think? Well, for those who missed last week's episode, firstly, shame on you. But secondly, Terry went on a uh, well-researched but quite aggressive rant about Frank Williams based on seeing the new Williams film, which is called... Frank. No, it's called Williams. Williams. I have now watched it. Now, you you came out of it with a very particular view of Frank Williams. He is a cunt. (laughs) So early on. I came out with it with a slightly softer view. I came away from it just feeling profoundly sad at the whole thing. Is that because he's a cunt? <laughs> I didn't label him as, uh, as that, exactly. But he's undoubtedly a, a difficult man to work and live with. I think I'm a little bit nicer to Frank. I just felt very sad for him and all the people that he's hurt along the way. And alongside him is a man who has been down memory lane. It's S- Terry Saunders. So I went to my hometown uh, this week. Where is your hometown? Cheltenham Spa. I don't really like it. I went to visit my grandparents, who I haven't seen for a while, and uh, they'd found this bag of stuff that I had when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, it's going to be some... No, it wasn't whatever you just mind, Phil. That's disgusting. (laughs) And it was a sketchbook that I used to draw in when I was like seven years old. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I put it... I I flicked through it. Penis, penis, penis. (laughs) Worse. (laughs) 
it was clearly the book I used when I was following it along to Rolf Harris's Cartoon Times. So there's just lots of like Rolf Aroos. It's just like feels very inappropriate massive with massive penises. You should have really. We should have all seen that coming. Chica, what have you been up to? Well, Terry, you know I love a celebrity name drop. You do, Claudia Every, Winkleman. And you have a lot of them. I do. Well, I would say last weekend I got some of my top celebrity name drops of all time. Well, Guess. Well, that's saying something, because I just want to... The past ones include Paul Weller. Yes. Harry Styles. Yes, but didn't really meet him. And some others. I'm going to go for Bruce Forsyth. Oh, that's, that's inappropriate, Terry. Why? What? Uh, we'll talk about this after the show. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with Bruce? What? Sh- shut up. Who's bit the dust? Okay, I'm going to give you a clue. Prince. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some very bad news. <laughs> you might want to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> My um, man. What, Lord what Lucan. What can I give? <laughs> the Hindenburg baby. Hindenburg full, baby. Of, full of helium. Set <laughs> 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 some fire. <laughs> New Jersey's worst disaster involving babies. No. Was it a film star? No. Was it a British star? A British big name. Was it the Prime Minister? Gordon no. Ramsay. No. Male or female? Male. Frank Bruno. Chris Evans. No. Jeremy Clarkson. I don't think we're going to get it. Prince Charles. Terry Saunders. Lower than, lower than Prince Charles, but higher than... Ooh, it's getting a bit Brucey. Ooh, good game. Good game. <laughs> Jeremy Paxman. Jeremy oh, I Paxman. said Jeremy Clarkson. You could yeah, have just said... Yeah, I know. Do you see my eyebrows went? I uh, did wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Paxo's not bad. Was he massively aggressive towards you for no distinct reason? He was uh, fairly rude. Does he like F1? Big fan. Big listener. Got a message for him? Dear Jeremy, if you are listening, I just watched your entire documentary on First World War and I thought it was very good. Let's head, as we always do, to Listener's Corner. Your chance to get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook and speak your mind on F1's hot topics of the moment. Now, Matt Bryant wants to stick the boot in. He said, when Renault told Palmer to retire due to a problem with the car, we all know what the problem was. The thing attached to the steering wheel. Oh, the steering Ooh. column. Oh, no, the little buttons. The, little, the knob attached to the steering wheel. I'll be honest, Matt, I, I think that's a little like bit that. technical for this podcast, but, but thanks for writing. He means Palmer. <gasps> Palmer is attached to the wheel, although he's not, because he's probably, every time the car moves, he's like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> the car moves suggests he's quite distant from the wheel. Oh. DRS Club 7. That's cool, that good name. name. That is on Twitter, name. obviously. DRS Club. There ain't, ain't no, no party no like, like a. a- <laughs> That's me opening the wing. DRS Club 7 says, I hope there's a special mention of the Stevenish Sonneteer, as I have decided to dub him. Also, I like him vulnerable was a highlight. So if you don't know, Lewis Hamilton has decided bewilderingly and through no logic that anyone can understand, <laughs> inadvisedly, to pen a poem about his lovely friend who, what? He never knew Princess Di, and she died when he was 13, and... No one knows. However, 13, I feel, is your Hashtag poetic best. highlight. I think you wrote it when he was 13. Yeah. It, it did th- read like it. I mean, it was full of spelling mistakes. Yeah, he called her a shinning star in the midnight sky. No. I think that's fair, though, because she was quite famous for her shins. <laughs> like Elton John said, goodbye, England shins. No. Um, we'll, get, we'll get to more poetry later in the show. <laughs> James Piddock said, I love the Lambo Extra safety car. It was especially cool as it looked like the Italians put it on the grid behind the usual Merc without having told Charlie, whoever, that they were going to. I totally missed this. Did I not see it? So at the start of the race where they come around, normally it's two Mercedes. It's like the medical car, 
and the safety car and they're both Mercedes AMG's hardcore thing and so the, the I think it was the medical car came around or the course car or something and then a Lamborghini Huracan turned up just randomly cool which is a, a surprising because I thought Mercedes had a monopoly on course cars and uh, Lamborghini is owned by Audis, who are Audi, who is Mercedes' direct rival. So, not quite sure how that came about, and I haven't had a chance to look it up. It reminds me of when I went to see the marathon start in London a few years ago, because I live quite near the start area. Everyone ran past, you know, the whole kind of thousands of people got bored but couldn't cross the road. And then after everyone had gone, this guy just pulled off his trousers, had a tracksuit on underneath, and just joined in. <laughs> He didn't, didn't want to pay. Didn't have a number or anything. He just joined in at the end. It's great. So that's what the Lambo done. That's a great idea. That would save me raising a lot for charity. Yeah, fuck <laughs> charity. Next. Ben Ostwald said, What are the new owners of F1 doing to get their engine manufacturers back in F1? BMW, Toyota, Chevrolet, even? Well, the good thing about Formula 1 is it's a shining advert. A shinning advert, sorry. It's a, it's a shinning advert for car manufacturers. So all they've got to do is look at how Honda are doing and they will be running away <laughs> this is a whole quite a deep issue to get into which i won't get into in lots of detail now but do we need to rely on manufacturers because they'll come in and out at the drop of a hat as we've seen with pretty much all of them apart from ferrari whereas if we have some proper engine manufacturers like back in the day they get ferrari threaten it the whole time this is true but i mean all, all the other manufacturers have come and gone and and there's been plenty in the past who've come and gone and aren't there now porsche lamborghini yada 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 honda Honda. <laughs> I mean, they theoretically there now, but I mean, yeah. you could afford me. I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily the business model that F1 should be going down. I think they should be going out to the sort of independent engine guys and getting them in instead. Finally, Mike Hawkins said, I should have gotten the Tom Bader out and started playing F1 bingo. Alonso complaining, Alonso retiring, Verstappen of the day going to Danny, Ricardo, Merck's whizzing off the ether, Palm being Palmer, classic Kimmy, bingo. It had everything. Yeah. I think this might be, this should be maybe something we could put together and sell. What, a uh, bingo. F1 bingo card? Yeah, sort of like card games are big right now, like Cards Against Humanity is huge. Mm. Maybe we should do like a, a board, an F1 bingo board game. Oh, that's copyright. Anyone who wants to nick it, we've said it now. F1 Against Humanity. You get one card <laughs> that says Kimi Raikkonen would like to, and the next card is take a shit in Vettel's mouth. Kids. <laughs> a bigger blacker dick. Wrong podcast, Phil. This, is, this isn't that podcast. <laughs> we don't do that one with Chica. Yeah. <laughs> That's our special podcast that we don't release, Phil. In other news, could a decision on McLaren's engine future be close? Various high-up peeps from Renault were seen going into a McLaren motorhome at Monza for some earnest talks. Zach Brown remained very diplomatic about the whole thing, but suddenly a 2018 McLaren Renault seems a distinct possibility. Discuss. Could we finally be seeing some I mean not exactly light at the end of the tunnel but something at the end of the tunnel for for McLaren because this Honda thing as we'll discuss in a bit ain't getting no better but they're they're on a contract aren't they with Honda? they are and so I understand how... that in order for this to work firstly Renault don't want to supply more F1 engines than they're doing at the moment so basically McLaren would have to take over Toro Rosso supply so my understanding of this is that for in order for it to happen Toro Rosso would have to take Honda engines for next year. Don't know whether that's going to happen. Well, there's also rumours that Toro Rosso has been for sale for the last year or so, but no one would actually buy it. So I think it's quite likely that Honda, purely by accident, are going to end up with another Dreams team. <laughs> a Power of Dreams Earth car team. And they'll just be there going, how the fuck have we managed to do this again? <laughs> purely by mistake. It feels like McLaren Renault 
It's got a nice ring to it, actually. I quite like it. It's one of the few engine manufacturers they've not had in the exactly, past. Yeah. Anything new is is good, unless it's McLaren Honda. And it's risky for Renault because they've got the Renault manufacturer team, the Renault main Renault. one, Renault Renault. Mm. And then they'll be supplying potentially Red Bull, pretty good team, mm. and McLaren, pretty good team. So that's putting a lot of pressure. Like Mercedes are doing it right. They go, right, we're Mercedes. Williams, yeah, you're a laugh. You can have our engines. Force India, yeah, you can have our engines. You're not going to threaten us. Ferrari go, all right, Sarah, you can have our year old engines. And just, what, you, what you're going to say yes to that? Weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just very strange. But also, I heard a thing, because you know the whole, there was a Sauber deal with Honda that fell through. I found out the reason for that. Why? Which is part of it was that Sauber were going to also get um, the gearbox from McLaren. And that's all well and good if McLaren stay with Honda. But then if McLaren don't stay with Honda, then their gearbox wouldn't fit the Honda engine. So the new boss, uh, Peter Vaseline, was like, I am not going to risk not having a gearbox so that's why we're going to Ferrari and another rumour Sarah might be being renamed to Alfa Romeo next year what? that's cool that would be, I mean that would be cool to see the Alfa Romeo name back but based on Sauber's history so far actually based on Sauber's history so far it would fit the Alfa Romeo brand quite well because they're massively unreliable and not particularly quick although they do look lovely so they'll have to make a really nice car for next year super Next, who likes lung cancer? Me! Oh. Ferrari, that's who. The Italian team has renewed its partnership with the Philip Morris and Marlborough because fuck you and your concern for public health. It's hardly surprising, really, as the Ferrari has been a rolling fag packet since 1997, even if they haven't been able to explicitly say so in the last few years. Having Marlborough as a title sponsor brings in a shit ton of money. Also, team principal Maurizio Arrivabene used to do marketing for them. How come they are still allowed to do that? They're kind of not. Well, they're not allowed to advertise tobacco. There's nothing about them having all their money come from tobacco, which they've been doing for a long time. And there's a reason why the Ferrari logo that you see on all the flags looks an awful lot like the McLaren logo. Uh, Sorry, like the Marlboro logo. (laughs) Well, McLaren used to have them as well. There is a long history with Marlboro. It fucks obviously Marlboro used to be the McLaren red and white good old days when Honda engines were good etc back in the day yeah back when smoking was fine then you know we found out smoking got bad for us in around about the 90s I think that was when it first nobody knew before then yep that was fine then Marlboro and Ferrari got together and they used to have the fag packet and then the barcode when there wasn't allowed to be sponsoring different countries and then however many years ago they went there's no more tobacco advertising stop that that's naughty and now Marlboro go, okay, well, what if we pay you sponsorship, but we don't use our name, but you kind of vaguely, as Phil alluded, use our symbol in your main logo. Don't worry about it. Similar corporate identity. Yeah, we're, and the Ferrari Formula One cars, the, the red colour changed from Ferrari red to Marlboro red in the 90s, like a subtle but very distinct shift in... It used to be much deeper red, the Ferrari cars. Now they're Marlboro red. And then Philip Morris sell on the advertising space that they've bought to other companies and make a profit from it it's like me Chica giving you a hundred quid and saying can I sponsor your t-shirt but you go well Terry Saunders is illegal in my country <laughs> I go okay well I'll give you a hundred quid but then I yeah. say to Phil right if you give me a hundred and ten quid you can advertise on Chica's t-shirt so I'm making a tenner right you're paying it's just I, you're getting all the this is working out very well for me <laughs> it is mm. do you think any other team could even slightly get away with having a title point. 
tobacco sponsor. It's the fact they even announce it. I mean, I know that's kind of the point for Marlboro's to get some some column inches, but keep it on the down and low. Come mm. on. I wonder if at next year's British Grand Prix, the Ferrari will have to be in sort of a drab green colour with no obvious branding on it. And a picture of like a diseased child. And they're not going to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to be able to bring up the uh, the door on their garage at all from when somebody wants to see them. Or the door in the garage will have to be like a shower curtain, as I've seen sometimes in newsagents. Great. It's all very distasteful. I don't like it. Yeah. Nor do I. This brings us to the final corner of Listener's Corner, Kubitsa Update. Now, while Renault are dithering about whether or not to give Palmer the boot and put Robert Kubica in his place, the Polish driver has attracted attention from other teams. Well, according to his manager anyway. Bob was in Monza apparently to catch up with some friends, but rumours naturally spread that he was contract hunting. I would like to see Kubica back in any old team. Me too. I can't help but thinking Even that... Sauber? I mean, why not? Just like, get him anything. I mean, the, the, the weird thing at the minute is, until we know what Alonso's doing, everything's a bit up in the air. Because Bottas isn't yet confirmed for next year, I think, I think that's right. I've, uh, uh, Toto Wolff was saying this weekend, like, everything but, yeah, we're going to have him again. Yeah, like, that everything it's but. pair of hands, isn't it? And Mercedes has said they won't have Alonso, but surely, in a way, they want to. Ferrari has signed up now. Red Bull has signed up, but Verstappen clearly wants out. So would they do a swap with Verstappen and Kubica if Verstappen was to go to Mercedes Ooh. and then Bottas go back to Williams and then Stroll go to Ferrari and then Vettel go to Sauber and all this... <laughs> That is a chain, isn't it? Vettel to Sauber, you heard it here first. Yep. I'm like Eddie Jordan. <laughs> okay, tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For f one sake or find us on Facebook where we're For f one sake or you can email us with your thoughts at wrong at ff1s.com. Now it's time for the teams. We will start, as we nearly always do, with Mercedes. Now, I have no idea what Hamilton did during the race because they didn't show him, but I presume it went well because he won. Bottas drove really well and he was even in the lead for about 40 seconds. Hamilton took the title lead from Sebastian Vettel. We are all very proud of him and everyone loves him, except everyone that was at the race. Did you hear that? The booing? The booing. Oh, yes. He gave as good as he got when he said... Just the Mercedes engines are better than the Ferrari engines. <laughs> I would have thought you'd have a poem for that. My engine is better <laughs> and my overalls are wetter. Because of champagne, it will never be the same. <laughs> they did very well. This felt a lot like the Mercedes of the last couple of years, you know, turning up, being fastest everywhere. Bottas wasn't second, but got up to second pretty quickly at the start of the race, and then they just held position. It's good. Phil, you're an expert. The, <laughs> Where did you hear that? I just, I, I, I guessed. Um, so Not a Formula One. The Mercedes engine has got quicker straight line speed, but the Ferrari has got less quick straight line speed, and that's all the difference in Monza. How, how hard is it to get extra horsepower in an engine? Surely Ferrari can just, like make it bigger well as a qualified motorsport engineer um, I don't know it's very difficult they spend a lot of money just to get the merest fraction out of it Mercedes are better at it this as you say was always a a race that was going to favour Mercedes basically it's flat out for most of the lap so they basically take as many wings off as they can possibly get away with to reduce the drag there were bits of spar 
where they did similar things. Some some teams were running very low drag things in, in Spa to sort of get the whole run down the Kemmel straight thing. But then there's loads of twisty bits that, that they can sort of make it back up on if they haven't got the horsepower. Monza, not so much, because it's so much flat out. Having said that, Ferrari were not as close as I thought they would be. They seemed a little bit off even where I thought they would be. If you remember in qualifying when it was super wet, they were absolutely nowhere. Do you think it was the pressure? Do you think the cars emotionally reacted to the pressure of being at home? Yep. Yep, yeah, I think that's the case. Brilliant. Okay, so, well, let's talk about Ferrari then. Ferrari's performance, as we said last weekend, went from all right to disappointing after things went downhill from Q3. Vettel ended up finishing 36 seconds behind Hamilton, which he made even more embarrassing by chatting up his team in Italian at the end to distract them. So what happened to Ferrari? Well, Vettel says he had steering problems. He kept saying the car's leaning to the left, and he was just like, oh, you know... I had an interview with him and he was like, I didn't really trust the car, so, you know, I went deliberately slowly. Didn't that happen a couple of races ago? Apparently it was a bolt that went wrong. Usain Bolt? No, a bolt. A bolt was missing. Adrian Bolt. <laughs> and there's a bolt in the steering wheel. Went wrong. Or whatever. How what, did bolts go wrong? Loosened? Tightened? Fell, I don't know. Fell, fell out. Phil's Googling Adrian Bolt. Talking about Sir Adrian Cedric Bolt, the English conductor. Yeah, yeah. That is a fucking niche <laughs> reference. And that is why Ferrari could not match the Mercedes. Next. Red Bull. Now, purely because I don't want to indulge Terry's Verstappen, I told you he was shit outlook. I told you he was All shit All I'll out. say on Max is that he did some good overtakes. However, babe magnet Daniel Ricciardo, this is a humorous complimentary label towards Ricciardo and non-sexist towards women, came home in a seriously impressive fourth about 10 laps from the end, it looked like he might have been able to ruin the Italian's day by pushing Ferrari off their podium. But alas, he couldn't quite do it. Now, if he put Ricardo in a Mercedes, would he have won? Yes. Beaten mm, Hamilton? No, I don't think he would. But he would have beaten um, the other guy, Bottas. <laughs> Agent Bolt. I think that Ricardo is showing himself as being perhaps the best all-round driver on the grid what that's a bit controversial better than Alonso better than Hamilton yes I think so I do not think so but he is very good and Verstappen I told you so he did not need to go in that hard with Massa that puncher while technically not his fault <laughs> he didn't have to he shouldn't have been there he would have got Massa at the next corner anyway so that was just foolish I mean victim blaming much it's not victim blaming he's not a victim He's someone he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been wearing that. Sounds like victim victim blaming to me. Verstappen was unfortunate again, and you could strongly make the argument that you make your own luck, and it's happened so many times that perhaps he's doing something wrong, and there might be something in that. But I think Verstappen's still very good. Also, he's got at least another 15 years of his career ahead of him, so I'm not too worried about him. All right, Williams. Now, Stroll started the race on the front row of the grid. He is the youngest person to start on the front row by 23 days. He is 23 days younger than when Verstappen was on the front row, just to yes. explain that Fact. one. Fact. Fact. But he didn't stay there long, and Stroll v Massa in the final lap was quite exciting. Did you ever think that Stroll could have been up there on the podium? Let's be honest. Even though I had high hopes for young Stroll at the start of the year and didn't have a bad word to say about him, yep. I did not expect him to get a front row this year. Full stop. Okay, but in this race, what was the highest you thought that he could have come home in? Well, after finishing second, I was a starting second. Starting second. 
I would have said eighth. Yeah. And what did he, what what did he, he come as? Seventh. Oh, that's good. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, him and Ocon had no chance of keeping Bottas and the Ferraris mm. at bay. That was kind of fairly obvious. Not in the dry, no. But it did remind me. Do you remember there was a race, probably about 20 years ago, there was a driver, Winklehock, Claudia Winkleman. Claudia Wink. Smoking Joe. Claudia Winklehock. And there was a wet race or a crash, or something. there was a safety car. Marcus Winklehock, that was it. Marcus, he, he was the young, yeah, he was the younger one who was like the son of someone. And he was in the lead of the race at the safety car because everyone else had pitted and he hadn't. And it was just the saddest thing to see because it was like he's leading his first race and the oh. safety car's peeling in and oh, ev- everybody's gone by. Everybody, <laughs> he's just not even trying. This oh. is oh, this is sad. Oh, that actually, is awful. you wouldn't have thought the leading a Grand Prix would be embarrassing, but actually, oh, feel for him. Did he pit after that? I think eventually he just yeah. pit and started weeping. As you would. Retired on lap 15 with hydraulic problems. There you go. Hydraulic and problems. <laughs> <laughs> Sauber. Sauber surprised everyone in Italy with a much improved performance that had everyone very positive for the future. Ha, not really. They were slow as balls once again. Despite Hustar. Despite starting high up the grid due to everyone else getting penalties, the car's very old engines meant they soon went backwards. Ericsson broke his car near the end and Verlein, after being out-qualified by his teammate for the second race in a row, was last of the finishers. Well, at least Verlein's got his looks to fall back on, eh, Terry? He really does. <laughs> um, I know, what can you say about Sarah? Their engine's shit, their car's shit. Have one of their drivers any, is shit any good races this year no well they, what, what can they do that's like mm. it's like us turning up with a Ford Cortina <laughs> or anything in fact anything we could afford like us yeah. turning up us turning up at Formula 1 <laughs> you don't want to do that thing where they just go oh we have a uh, so and so was doing the pit stop and they'd have the three of us like on one wheel and we would just be there <laughs> going what the car's here oh shit, sorry I was I was Where's on the Twitter. spanner? Did you leave the spanner? <laughs> Is there a spanner? Oh. <laughs> Just like aside, did you see, uh, we're going back a race, but did you see at Belgium, they had, uh, Williams had Guy Martin on the pit crew doing pit stops? Yes, that's what I was just thinking of. did really well. It's easy, isn't it? Zoom. <laughs> it's a shame on a podcast you can't see the pretty enthusiastic movement that you just did to demonstrate changing a wheel. Zoom. <laughs> I guess they have to make the noise as well. That's the hardest bit. Yeah, yeah. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, it's more NASCAR, isn't it? That was good, though. Williams had their first bad stop of the season this race. Yeah, exactly when they needed it. Yeah, right? Where was Guy Martin? Yeah. So much for your DHL. Every race we've got two seconds. Stroll yeah. is actually battling in the top five. And <laughs> oh, sorry, we fucked it. Sorry, can't take the pressure. We're not used to being at the front. Where's Maldonado? <laughs> okay, Force India. There have clearly been some slaps on the wrist and some time on the naughty step for the Force India boys because at Monza there was no inter-team racing. It turns out if they concentrate on driving and not slagging each other off, they're really not that bad. I think that Ocon is fast becoming my favourite driver. Whilst you all wet yourselves over Verstappen last year, <laughs> I was kind of biding my time. Stop uh, pretending you knew what was going to happen. And Ocon <laughs> is just great. What's that sound in the background? Is that... Oh, it's the bandwagon you've just jumped on. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I've been thinking this for ages. I've only just said it out loud for the first time. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Right? And also, I think he's the second best looking. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's, who's your best? Furlong. Oh, yeah. He's surprisingly tall. I like them tall. <laughs> I, I think he's he's better than Perez, I was going to say. I think he's... Uh, in the looks department or the driving department? Every the department. Driving department. I think both. <laughs> I think both. Let's face it. Perez is not a looker. <laughs> Brutal. 
Um, the only Mexican wave he get is the wave goodbye. <laughs> 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 Just uh, showing how messed up the grid positions were. Perez qualified in 11th. He got a five-place grid penalty for a gearbox change and started in 10th. Grid penalty this week was ridiculous, but I will be discussing that in the state of F1 later on. Ooh! Not yet. Not yet. Hey! <laughs> Grid penalties meant that Magnussen went from having not much chance to a bit of a chance, and Grosjean should have packed up and headed back to France before the lights went out. Magnussen hates Verstappen about as much as Terry does. He said that the Red Bull pushed him off the track, but Verstappen was in front. He was wrong. Yeah. Yes? Bullshit to Magnussen. That was utter nonsense. It was his fault. He should have lifted out of it. He was obviously already overtaken. Um, and Verstappen would be well within his rights to invite Magnussen to suck his balls. So, I don't know what the uh, corporate mentality is at Hayes, but they seem to indoctrinate into their drivers a sense of entitlement and fucking whinging. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Grosjean, oh, he shouldn't do that, he can't do that, he do that. Oh, groan John, wine on, groan on, dickwad. Every time you see that little kind of, the little radio icon in Grosjean's name, you're like, oh God, what's he on about now? Like, I think what the engineers are like, they're going, oh fuck, he's, and what do you reckon he's like, out of the car, he's like, oh, there's no milk, call Charlie, I want my Charlie. He used to be, lovable and erratic and crashy crashy, 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 yeah. crash he was dangerous he made race starts exciting and now he's just this like old whinger you know there was rumour he was going to Haas because it was a jump start into Ferrari because they share all this mechanics and all this kind of stuff and actually it seems it's backfired because Grosjean's just gone down in everyone's estimation mm. there was a great bit from did you hear the Helmut Marco quote when um, qualifying when it was really wet and Grosjean went off like in the first few minutes and apparently they went to Marco and said, are they going to stop the session? And they, he said, why? And he went, oh, because Grosjean's gone off. And he went, well, he always goes off. That's no news. <laughs> it's like, ow. And then Magnussen is getting just as whiny. Everything's like, oh, he overtook me. It's not fair. Are oh. they staying with Hayes next season? I don't know if Hayes have announced next year, have they? Oh. Oh, Phil's Googling. Here we go. The Haas F1 team will keep Romain Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen for oh. 2018. Bet they're regretting that now. Suck my everything. Renault! Palmer was the first to retire and failed to sound disappointed when they told him to box. Palmer really pissed Alonso off, but when does that ever take much? After he didn't concede position to Alonso after going on track right at the beginning. Was Alonso right? And was five seconds not enough? Well, the five second thing's tricky because mm. Alonso, with his race craft, could have probably kept Palmer behind for most of the race. But as soon as Palmer cheats around the chicane and goes ahead he's going to get five seconds ahead of the McLaren easily so I can see why Alonso is pissed off because the Honda engine's shit he's basically he's basically shouting at Honda my best bit of the race was the fact that Palmer's transponder doesn't work and it kept dropping him to the bottom of the standings the second race in a row that that's happened <laughs> it's getting weird it's just like <laughs> Even F away we're going, sorry, we thought you'd been fired. We reset it for <laughs> Cubica. And it's, it's such a big job to put it back. So uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Toro Rosso. Kvyat is quite rightly scared that McLaren were close to Toro Rosso through the race. Does that mean that McLaren are getting faster, ignoring the fact that neither of them were able to finish the race? Or the Toros are getting slower? It's an interesting one because he said it's alarming the pace of the McLarens, which... Kvyat said it was alarming and I'll tell you what was alarming about it is that if Toro Rosso are going to get Honda engines next year they're just there going fucking hell that's what we're going to have that that's shit 
if you were Danny Kvyat and Carlos Sainz, assuming you're both at Toro Rosso next year, and you heard that Honda engines were incoming, how would you feel? I mean, Kvyat, although he's our driver of the year last year, you just go, well, if, he, if he's got to drive, good luck to him. Uh, Sainz, though, he's on a mission to get a better drive, and Toro Rosso Honda is not going to be a good no. place to and be. And he deserves one, I think. He does. And finally, McLaren. It has gotten so bad at McLaren HQ that in the cafe, Zach Brown asks Eric Boulier to get Honda to pass the salt. In a race where Honda really needed to not look like a bunch of thundering buffoons, they got a double DNF on their new spec engine. What is going to happen next? My little dog is six years old and he's smart as any dumb... Oh, I'm going the Billy Connolly version. D-I-V-O-R-C... It's Tammy. It's a song. I do not know what this reference is. It's Dolly Parton song. D I. Can you spell? D I O R C E. Spells. He's a. Divorce. 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 Yeah. It's so bleak, isn't it? Because. It makes I was, the Williams film seem really happy. No, it's like. The, 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 there's this kind of feeling of because we're living through this with them you know we're all McLaren fans we want McLaren to do well Forza McLaren Ron Dennis till I die oh no no (laughs) but at the same time if you look at their points actually can you google can you just google the constructors the the last three years McLaren's points have been pretty dismal there's no way we're going to say that but last year McLaren Honda scored how many points for 76 points Whoa. and this year they're on 11. 11 and it's like it's not just that Honda are doing badly they're doing somehow worse I they, didn't know they were doing that much worse exactly because like, last year Button and Alonso regularly got into the points you know they mm. weren't anywhere near contenders to win or anything yeah. but the car was like kind of Force India level and then McLaren the Honda did this whole kind of oh we worked what we did with the engines in the wrong shape we're going to make it a circle or something and they've gone backwards and it's like how how McLaren have stayed this restrained the divorce is going to happen they've got to get a Renault and it's the fact that a Renault engine isn't actually that good you know it's the third best out of four engines they can have and it's, it's such a massive step forward from Honda though it will be and if the if the McLaren chassis is as good as they keep telling us it is you know it'll put them back up there next year what I'm actually really looking forward to if this happens is that we're going to have the works Renault team the Red Bull team and the Honda team all with the same engine as, excuse me the McLaren team all with the same engine and we'll finally have parity and see who the better team is except Mercedes and Ferrari will be so far ahead of the both that it won't matter no they will but it will make for an entertaining midfield battle I think cool and now it is time for the standings with Terry Saunders okay so as we discussed earlier the sonneteer from stevenage has written a poem and i thought what better way to do the standings than in poetry so here we go in the drivers championship in first place i wasn't at the back at the track drenched in red second place i wasn't at the front behind the twent dressed for bed right (laughs) so that's we've got a basic system here it's going to be in rhyming couplets two drivers at a time okay. then we'll say who they are mm-hmm. third place my head is down I frown my contract makes it tolerable fourth place my teeth do show I know because I like them vulnerable huh? <laughs> Bottas and Ricardo, good yeah, rhymes good, here yeah, I've got good. a missed uh, thumb here what's the point I light a joint I'll never be champ again I too am blue my luck is due I want a fucking podium 
Okay, bit of a weak, of a Verstappen there. Bit of a weak rhyme. <laughs> I am full of hate for my teammate. He's making me look like a flid. His word. <laughs> I feel no pain. I love the rain. I'm near the front of the grid. Mm. That's Perez and Ocon. It's almost rapping, isn't it? Our engine is poor. Early season is no more. I want to be in a bull. My teammate is shite. He has no right to suck any bulls. Okay, that was a bit weak. As ever, <laughs> as ever, my grand ideas kind of fade away <laughs> halfway through. I'm getting weak. My time has peaked. I want to go to Formula E. I'm getting strong. My time has come. A front row grid gave me a sex wee. That was uh, Massa and Stroll. Although the name, the names on my list have gone wrong, but that was right. No, no, I'm right. That's wrong. Why is everything so tough? I've had enough. I went with Haas for money. No one plays fair. They do not care. Suck them hard, honey. <laughs> Running around the rear, I shed a tear. Terry's wet dream. No, you missed one. Oh, sorry. Where is Palmer? I demand karma. Get me out of this team. <laughs> Running around the rear, I shed a tear. Terry's wet dream. <laughs> Torpedo, soon me go. My career is in a hovel. Oh, that's bad. My year is hurt. No one buys a t-shirt that says Stovel Rovel. <laughs> Thank Good you. Good plug there. That was a shinning example of great poetry. I think that me and Lewis have got something in common, finally. Nicole Scherzinger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she will not leave me alone. <laughs> And this is a bit freaky. This is by total coincidence, but I was going to do this anyway. But um, this year marks the anniversary of Princess Diana's death. And I thought, what well, a fitting way to do the Constructors' Championship is to do a tribute to her. And honestly, this was without uh, any things to do with Lewis Hamilton. We just, we're just the same, man. We're like that. Oh, God. So we're in a quietish pub, and I'm going to have to do some singing, as ever. So um, you may remember that Elton John re-recorded Cans in the Wind to <laughs> tribute to Princess Diana. Well, this week, it's going to be Candle in the, in the Wind reappropriated for the Constructors' Championship. Candle in the Wind Tunnel. Very good. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, Germanish. You're a Finn and live in Monaco. That's about Mercedes. This is the track you own, but the red cars only crawl. Doon, doon, doon. You crawled out of the woodwork. But didn't get a podium They set you on a treadmill <laughs> And they made you change your name That's Force India Changing their name to Force One Maybe That's gone quiet though isn't it And it seems to me You lived your life Like a candle blown out in the 90s <laughs> Like Diana Williams has just not been the same Since 1997 Conspiracy <laughs> theory Yep Frank Williams. Frank Williams killed Diana. <laughs> Never knowing what engine to cling to, Toro Rosso. When the early rot set in, has they been a bit shit. And I would have liked to known you, but Palmer is a dick. Right now, your engine burned out long before McLaren Verline ever did. He's got stamina. <laughs> Piano solo. Circle of life <laughs> is next That one. was, uh, I would say that was one of my favourites. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Mm, it was good. good old album. A lot of yeah. thought went into that. I think, I think that's the best reappropriation of a song to remember somebody's death. And now it's time for the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. Okay, so engine penalties, they're broken. They may as well just sit in the pub for qualifying and whoever can down a pint fastest pulls his grid position out of a hat. 
Look, we get it. Formula One wanted to be cheap and sustainable, so new engine manufacturers would come running in. And how is that working out? The only difference between those rules coming in and now is fucking Honda fucking embarrassing themselves like a drunk uncle who keeps insisting on making a speech whilst wetting himself. And yet somehow we just all look on and go, he can't do it again. <laughs> The regulations state that a team should have four engines per car per year. Honda has so far made one million engines this year and they've all been <laughs> shipped. How's that for sustainability, reliability and road relevance? But with all the focus on Honda and Renault woes, let's spare a thought for Mercedes. Their engines barely break and it's rare they need to take a grid penalty. So they sit at the front making that slight embarrassed face you have to make when someone is being shit at something but you're not allowed in polite society to say, clearly Honda are a bunch of fucking idiots and the Renaults aren't that much better. Which, ironically, is what Alonso's samurai tattoo actually says. <laughs> anyway, Monza quality was a mess because of the rain. A glorious, only an F1 type mess. But then made into a farce worthy of an episode of Heidi High as everyone runs from room to room trying to work out what position they're in because everyone's fucked up. Thing is, though, the grid penalties aren't the problem. I know this is controversial, but it's that no one could foresee that years later, two massive engine companies still haven't got the knack of building engines. Who'd have thought it would be so hard? And clearly it isn't hard because Mercedes make it look easy. The truth is, the penalties weren't designed to be actually used. It's like that sign that says littering on a train is £100 fine. I mean, it is, but no one enforces it. That would be too much effort. It's just there to make you say, all right, I best not drop litter just in case. So where do we go from here? Free reign on engine changes like the old days? Well, don't worry, I have a solution. Here we go. My solution is keep the penalties. What? But they aren't actually the problem. The problem is the team's fucking whining about everything and the engine manufacturers being shit. I know this is unusual for me, but this needs a Bernie Eccleston-style solution and it cleverly solves two of the big problems F1 faces. McLaren wants to dump Honda, but F1 can't have Honda out of the sport, it looks bad. So they're trying to convince Toro Rosso to take Honda, but understandably they don't want McLaren's sloppy seconds. So what's the solution? If you need to change a single engine part next year, instead of having a new engine, you have to put a Honda in your car. No! Now let's see how long they can make their other engines last. Go, oh, we need to change it. Do you need to change it that much? Actually, we'll be fine. Do you know what? We can manage, we can cope. Brilliant, done, end. Wow. So Honda is like the booby prize that they keep in. They keep them in the sport, but they're like, wow. That's a very, very good idea you've had there. Brilliant. Solves everything. What else? I was going to say, I'm not sure how Honda will feel about this, but it's got to yeah. be better than where they are at the moment. That means people will buy their engines. So that is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye, everyone. We haven't had time to talk about Jensen Button. Do you remember him? He's been racing again. He did Ooh. the Suzuka 1000 kilometers, which is a, a sort of touring car come sports car kind of cool car race. And, a, and an amount of kilometers that Honda can only dream of. <laughs> it's true. In, uh, in Suzuka, funnily enough. He did very badly. So, uh, <laughs> so he's back on form. So he finished last but one of all the finishers, only ahead of the team which had spent several laps in the garage after crashing in the first hour. He got a penalty for an unsafe release, then another penalty for overtooking under the safety car, then got two punctures and finished absolutely nowhere. Oh, just retire, Jensen. And it is goodbye to Terry Saunders. And we haven't had time to talk about Hamilton is the most qualified pole position driver in the yeah. world ever. That's good on him, isn't it? Well done. 69, dude. Yep. We'll be back in two weeks' time to talk about the goings-on at the Singapore Grand Prix. Predictions, please. Um, it will be dark. Yes. The commentators will mention the hotel and the Ferrari will win. You of Kimi Raikkonen. Oh. 
I'm going to say that Daniel Ricardo will win. No. Chica wow. prediction. I think Vettel, Raikkonen, Verstappen. What? No Mercedes? What? Well, Mercedes were shit last year. I mean, Rosberg won, but they were shit compared <laughs> to their normal. Like, they only won by like two minutes. <laughs> In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter where we're at for F1's sake. If you, you've listened to everything you possibly can, you still miss us. You can buy some merchandise, can't you, Terry? You can. We have T-shirts for sale. Mini skirts. Phone cases. Phone cases. Duvet covers. Duvet covers. Laptops. Um, Laptops. Aspirins. Uh, <laughs> body bags. Body bags. Are <laughs> um, used underpants. Yeah, I think but they come in a job lot. You can't yeah. just request one of us. You, 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 it's random who you get. And where will you find these treats? At ff1s.com forward slash shop shop shop. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen to any more of our stuff, then you need to subscribe on iTunes or whichever podcast user supplier you use. All of them. Subscribe to all of them. Subscribe, it makes us subscribe, look good. Subscribe, subscribe. Also, comment if you fancy, because that also makes us look good. Oh, yeah, good. leave Unless a review. Because we like it's bad, in which case we don't want it. We did get a good review the other day that said, it's all right, there are better F1 podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of shit we're looking for. To yeah, be yeah. fair, it's true. It is true. There are better F1 podcasts, <laughs> but none of them are quite as... Sweary. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm Richie Grez. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.